Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 114 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day in your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Matthew chapter 25. Jesus tells a parable for the last days. Again, the theme is be prepared as was the message yesterday. He also tells the parable about the talents. The more I read this one, the more I understand we are all given gifts from the Lord. When we use them, we are rewarded with an abundance, a greater spiritual gift than we currently have. However, if we don't use what we have, we will lose it. The last part of this chapter shows us God's heart, his heart that we help those in need. Jesus said, when we help the hungry, thirsty, lonely, sick, those who have no clothes, those in prison, we have done all of this unto him. We have cared for the people he cares about. We are his hands and feet and heart on this earth. I continue to pray for more compassion to help those he asks me to help and pray I don't miss the opportunity to do what he desires me to do. Let us all do what we do unto the Lord. Let's see what Paul is writing Titus in chapter 3. Paul writes Titus to remind the people to respect authority, their leaders, and their governors. He also tells him to remind them to work, to be willing to work, and to not talk badly about one another, but be forbearing toward one another. For everyone walked in sin before Jesus came. However, now that God's grace was poured over them all, they were to be kind to those who didn't know yet, who weren't saved yet. In verses 5 through 7, he writes, He saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but because of his own pity and mercy by the cleansing bath of the new birth, regeneration, and renewing of the Holy Spirit, which he poured out so richly upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And he did it in order that we might be justified by his grace, by his favor, wholly undeserved, that we might be acknowledged and counted as conformed to the divine will and purpose, thought, and action, and that we might become heirs of eternal life according to our hope. This is true grace. God saved us through his son. Then he sent his Holy Spirit to cleanse and bathe us in this new birth. So we are justified, justified by and in his name. We are counted as conformed to the divine. Imagine that. We are similar to, if not identical to the divine because of Christ. I'm sure most of us don't see ourselves this way, but God does. It's nothing we've done. It's nothing we can do. It's all because Jesus sacrificed his life for us. And now the Lord sees us as his children, children of the divine. And we know where our eternal home is. It's in heaven with him. Yes, this is grace. We have so much to be thankful for in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but there are days when I don't feel worthy of his sacrifice. But his gift isn't based on our feelings of worthiness. His gift is freely given. I found that if I allow myself to remain in this self-defeating space, I'm not able to fully accept the gift Jesus died for me to have. And then I nullify his sacrifice, which is disastrous. Let's not do this, my friend. Let us fully accept the sacrifice Jesus made and allow his grace to cover us. Let us receive his gift in all its fullness and allow him to love us. Let's see what's happening with the Israelites in Judges chapter 17. We read about a man named Micah who stole money from his mother. 1,100 shekels was a lot of money. A day's wage was about 10 shekels, which is about a third year's wages if we count all 1,100 of them. He returned the money to his mother, who then took 200 of the shekels and made an image for their home to worship. 
All this occurred shortly after Joshua's death, even though we are reading about it at this late date in Judges. The story shows us how quickly the people turned from worshiping God to worshiping man-made images. Even if the image was made to represent God, the Lord had told them not to do this. We also read there were other images in their home. It was shrine-like where others could come and worship as well. In fact, Micah dedicated one of his sons to be a priest. So he was making a place of worship that was in direct contradiction to what the Lord commanded them. Well, a Levite was traveling to find a place for himself and was persuaded to stay with Micah and his family and be their private priest. While the position offered seemed desirable to the Levite, he would be living in a home that worshiped other gods than Almighty God. A strong message for me here is that all things that look good are not necessarily God's plan. May we always consult the Lord about his will for us instead of going away that we are not meant to go. In chapter 18, the tribe of Dan sought land that would be suitable for them, so they sent five men from the tribe to scout out the land. They came upon Micah's home with the priest who told them they would be successful in taking over the land before them. So the scouts went back to their tribe and gathered 600 men to fight the people and take over their land. Before they fought, they stopped at Micah's house and took his graven images and the priest and then went to battle. They were successful in their quest for this land and smote the people and burnt the city. Then they rebuilt the city and dwelt there. Psalm 114 tells some of God's wondrous works with leading the Israelites out of captivity from Egypt, how we parted the Red Sea and the Jordan River. Verse 7 says, Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool of water, the flint into a fountain of waters. Yes, there is nothing the Lord cannot do. He is great and is greatly to be praised. Let us remember to include him in our plans and allow him to lead us in the way he determines us to go. Now let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for being the creator of all we see and thank you for creating each of us. Father, turn our hearts to you all the days of our lives. Keep our eyes on you and not the world. Help us be obedient to you as we seek you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.